0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garber. And here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And yeah, we're a little we're a day late. Uh thankfully not a dollar short. But um yeah, I I was just like sneezing and sick yesterday, so I was like, eh, I already had problems with doing the podcast once like that. I don't want to do it again. It took me forever to freaking edit out all that, so
1: Plus, my power has been like pretty spotty lately. So,
0: uh, Yeah, that's not helpful. You definitely need that to be able to do a podcast, uh, let alone play video games, which we uh, have been doing. Uh, I got to play a significant amount of Wanted Dead from the makers of uh, Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive, so I'll talk about that. Uh, played some of that trial of Wild Hearts. Uh, we'll talk about that as well, and we'll also talk about that dreaded, not sure how, how true it is, uh, a report from gamesindustry.biz about Xbox Game Pass cannibalizing sales, Diablo 4 getting a beta, the free access issues, and some other things here right after this. <laughs> You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Yes, and well, thank you for joining us here. If you're watching live, uh, we normally we record on Sundays around 6 p.m. ish Eastern Time, uh, but again, we're coming to you at that time on Mondays, uh, for t- this week anyway. And if you d- can't watch live, obviously everybody's busy, you can go do that on our YouTube channel, W2Network, find us there, and not only do you get What we do here at Video Games to the Max, we do uh, entertainment stuff. So the Ant-Man, uh, Quantum Mania review, uh, will be up pretty soon, I'm sure. Uh, the Rathers are broadcasting guys are usually pretty up to date on all the movies that come out. They even did a 2023 Oscars, uh, like how did, how all those, uh, movies stacked up and everything. Um, not only that, you get metal music, you get anime show reviews, you get, uh, MMA stuff. So lots of stuff here. If you subscribe to the channel, if you just wanted to listen to what we have to say about video games, you can do that on video games to the max on podcast feeds, anywhere there are podcasts, pretty much you can find this. And also I always want to mention Jens who was on with us last week, him and Randy have the chapter select, which is also on the network or you can go subscribe to chapter select. And they've been reviewing uh, the Last of us HBO show. Which I haven't watched the latest episode. I mentioned that last night, and I fell asleep. But uh, they've been keeping up to date with it. So if you want to listen or watch their thoughts on everything going on with the HBO show, you can watch that. Uh, watch their thoughts on there. So let's get going here. I guess we might as well uh, start with the. I guess it's not the most the biggest game that has uh, come out in this. Week of lots of games coming out, but it's one that I got a code for. So, always happy to uh, play things when they are able to send us a code. And it's cool because I'm a big fan of Ninja Gaiden and a big fan of uh, Dead or Alive. Um, so, I was like, well, you got developers from both those games working on this. Um, if you don't remember last year, I said I was kind of disappointed with that Ninja Gaiden collection. And I wouldn't say that this is in that realm, but this is definitely one of those games that I'm going to just hit you with the rating and I think you'll kind of get the idea. Uh, It's a six or seven game. It's not, oh my God, go out and play this kind of game right now. But I think if you like games that are just go around and kill things and turn your brain off and you don't have to think about it too much, um, this is a game like that. Is there a lot to look at when you're when you're battling and when you're actually doing the combat? Not really. Uh, is is half the combat kind of doesn't work? Yeah, I wouldn't really go around shooting people. It's not uh, the best shooting mechanics. You can tell that these these people that are making this game shooting mechanics are not uh, their best um, forte. I would say the slashing and using the katana and other things is much better uh, i wouldn't say it's perfect um yeah like the thing is that this game is it's kind of like it's almost like if you took a uh, gears of war and tried to smash it with with uh, with ninja gaiden so you have like a bunch of guys your your one character which is named hannah and they're a part of like a troop that are all came out of jail for I can't remember exactly what reason. And basically, you're kind of assigned to the riot squad. Uh, they call it the zombie squad. Uh, I guess you can equate it to like suicide squad, whatever you want to use. Um, that makes you kind of get a picture. And your job is to kind of just take out the riffraff of people um and yeah so i mean i think it does that part well but the the thing is like a lot of it just kind of seems like well we did sort of the basics of that and then yeah the rest of it is kind of left for you to uh, (laughs) to kind of get the most fun out of it that you possibly can uh based on that um it's just it feels like the shooting is kind of pointless because half the time it doesn't hit anybody. Uh, the slashing is much more keen, but the thing is that outside of like the ninjas and the bosses, the other enemies is really easy to tell when they're going to come hit you. Um, so you can just easily block that. Right. Um, the thing is the thing that does make it fun is when you do get to fight those ninjas or whatever, you do kind of have to deal with, um, Hey, there's people I got to worry about. I'm going to die here. Uh, and then it's not like one of those games where oh okay if i die it's not a big deal. They have this weird continue system. Like did you know that the continue system still existed but outside of fighting games mark because this game like, Yeah,
1: I, I heard that was like one of the problems of the game. Is it's like, pretty Why?
0: <laughs> I don't i don't understand why. Like why on earth
1: old, old school feel.
0: No, but that's that's a bad old school feel. Like it's just like you, they have an autosave that, like, you can die, I think it's, like, two times and you can... It drops you relatively close to where you died. Right? Yeah. Uh, however, if you die more than those twice, it drops... It makes you do a game over and then you start at essentially the beginning of the freaking level again. Which... Why? Like I, I
1: I believe the rationale <laughs> is get good.
0: No, but it, it, like okay, the problem is that basically the the main most of the main people that you go through, uh it's all again, like I said, cover based. So you're basically going around everybody's cover and trying to and that's kind of fun. You're like dashing through trying to kill the grunts and then killing the sword base guys and then oh, well, some harder enemy might show up. You deal with that. If you don't die at the harder enemy, you're probably going to die at the boss trying to figure out the motions the first couple of times. And if you do that, then you got to restart again. And it's like, you really took a lot of the, the oomph out of me wanting to try to beat this boss when you're making me have to play all or half the level again to get back to that because I gamed over for no reason when you, when every other game just uses an auto save, right. Uh, and let's let you come back at the last auto save, which makes more sense. I don't know. It's not an RPG where I really need to be worrying about having like a manual save kind of thing. I just, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I did, I did have fun, uh, playing the game. Beating the bo- the bosses are actually pretty challenging. It's kind of difficult to figure out their uh, patterns and everything else. And when you do beat them, it feels like uh, you accomplish something. But the thing is, like, the story is kind of whatever. Um, it has a lot of humor, which I appreciate. Uh, it's kind of almost tries to be Yakuza in a way a little bit. Like, it will randomly, after every uh, chapter, it randomly drops you into a, some type of rhythm minigame. Uh, so you'll go from your your crazy character, uh, crazy co-worker, friend, a team member will tell you the history of ramen, and then you'll randomly start playing a rhythm game about eating ramen. And then the next one, you'll randomly start playing uh, a karaoke about 99 left Balloons. And I'm like, okay. Uh, but it's it's like that part, I appreciate it. It doesn't take itself seriously. So because a lot, of, a lot of the story doesn't make sense. It's kind of like just... I wouldn't say it's just there. It's just like... I don't know. It's one of those like B-movie plots that... I don't know anybody's going to be talking about the, the the story in this game. But it's just... It its kind of gets you from point A to point B. But the stuff that stuck with me is like... You go into the police station, which is like your central hub where you play around. And they had the mini-games all there so you can play at the crane game. You can go and do the rhythm games if you want. Um, and then you could talk to a bunch of different people and they all say the stupidest things. Uh, so I'm just like, okay, I think I'm like remembering a lot more about this, the PlayStation that I am the, the game. Uh, which I don't know if that's to its detriment or not, but I think if you like, I think I look at like games that are like black or things like that, that if you have, if this, whenever this game j- drops in price, I wouldn't say pay 60 bucks for it. I'm sorry developers, but I, I gotta be honest here. Wait, well, if this game drops to like, weeks. yeah, it, yeah, no. Like if this game drops to like 30 bucks or something and you really want something to just have fun for, I don't know, like eight or 10 hours, this is a good game for that. Um, I think you, you know, enjoyment is going to vary here, but I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I think I'm going to wind up giving it a seven when I write the review. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with liking seven games. There's, I mean, look, look at, uh, Mark, a lot of people probably would have given it for spoken less. So, and, and he's enjoyed it. He flattened the game now. So, yeah. you know, uh, you kind of gave your final thoughts last time. Is there Anything outside of getting a trophy that you...
1: Uh, well, I, I pretty much broke the game. There's, like, one spell in, like, the last, like, School of Magic, the Air Magic one, or, like, Lightning Magic, that, like... Yeah. I I spent the last ten hours of the game just using that exclusively, unless I, like, really had to change, because it destroys right. everything. You know, so I was so broken, and my character was, like, so broken at that point that uh, nothing could touch me. And you can uh. also there are, you know how games have accessibility options? Yeah. Uh, this game has some, like, baffling ones that are, like, hilarious, because it's, like, one is, like, auto-evade, auto, auto evade, uh, which makes combat completely trivial. Like, it doesn't even use stamina. Like, it just automatically does it. Like, he doesn't run out. So, yeah. you just constantly do it, you know? Right. And the, the only annoying thing is, like, you can still get knocked out of your a- attack animation or attack charging. Uh but that's about it. <laughs> so I, I I didn't use a health button the last half of the, or the last ten hours of that game either because I, I didn't need to.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, definitely don't. Well
1: yeah. It's okay. I spent I mean I, I put sixty hours in that game, so
0: Hey man, definitely you got your time in it. You it, flattened it.
1: It's funny you're talking about that uh that uh wanted dead game. Because Yen, like a week ago, Yen's is really excited to play it, and he even pre-ordered the collector's edition.
0: Wow!
1: Uh and then the reviews came out, and then he canceled the cl- canceled the pre-order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he
1: I think he saw the IGN one, and that was a six out of ten. Yeah, and then I, I linked him to the PC Gamer one, and that was a four out of ten. So he was like, "Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think, think PC like, Gamer was yeah. a little bit too harsh or whatever." Um, yeah. Look, it's not it's not a pre, it's not a pretty game. It's not a game that you're gonna put on and go, oh wow, this looks amazing. You know, let me. It's a game that you're just putting on to play, uh, slash some people. Like I said, don't shoot anybody because may not hit anyone. Um, the skill tree is very mediocre, I would say. It's like there's stuff locked behind the skill tree that's kind of like why are you locking a dodge roll behind the skill tree? Like, shouldn't that just be there at the beginning? <laughs> but right. sure. Uh Whatever, you know, um, why, why are you locking the, the being able to do an attack after I parry behind the skill tree? But it is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. Uh sometimes it's like these double a games. That's what they are, you know, and yep. that's, that's totally fine. So, this, uh, you know, going from there to another, that it's not necessarily. I guess it's more AAA because of the people involved, right? Um, it's not under their AAA label; it's under the EA Originals, uh, label. I'm talking about Wild Hearts here. It's actually a production between EA, Koi Tecmo, and Omega Force, who they're known for the uh, Warriors games, you know, Dynasty right. Warriors, yeah, uh, yeah Fire Emblem, you know, all that stuff. So. Uh, I played the the EA Play trial, which if you have game pa- the Game Pass Ultimate, you can uh, play it without having to buy anything. You can also just buy a month of EA Play, I guess, and also get to play the trial uh, as well. I think um, when you're talking about like Monster Hunter clones, uh, which there have been uh, quite a few recently, like Dauntless was one that. Uh, that one was free to play, but it lasted for a bit um, and maybe still out there. I just I don't I'm not big on it's Pay attention too much to what goes on with free to play scene. But this game is um, tries a lot in mimicking Monster Hunter and then also having things to make it different from Monster Hunter. Uh, the main thing that you'll probably see if you're watching the video is the Katakuri, which is like the. People have making been making comparisons to this is like Monster Hunter meets Fortnite, uh, because the category is the building part uh, yeah. where you build these objects and then they help you either get around the map or they help you uh, provide cover or they help you allow uh, for to have like things to jump off of at the enemies because a lot of their weak points are like behind their back or something like that so you it's easier for you to just make one of those. And then jump off it. Um, You can make a zipline all throughout uh, certain areas. So you can like zipline back to certain places too. So like the category element of it is actually really good. Um, I found that that was really fun. And then there's different kinds of category as well. So like you can uh, build ones that are called like the dragon one, which is like ones that you build in your like camp area that also allow you to like, let's say, cook. Or um craft things or whatever. uh So, like I, I just I found it like very interesting. And then also the combat feels like a bit more actiony than say Monster Hunter, which Monster Hunter feels like. I haven't played a ton of Monster Hunter, but what I have, no, I said, Hunter,
1: it, it feels like you're in like molasses, or, you know? Yeah, Monster so, Hunter is so very animation-y. methodical,
0: yeah. right? Uh, it wants you to grab one. Uh, Monster Hunter basically wants you to be the best at a certain weapon, right? And then you keep uh, building on that. Like, this game actually allows you to kind of just you can be good at a, you know, one or two or three and find that one that works best for you. You're always probably still going to go towards the best one that works for you, right? But I felt like it wasn't so, oh my god, rigid and okay, you gotta pick this one and that's the one for you and like this felt more action-y. Like you could definitely tell that there's the the elements of, oh, these are the guys who make the Warriors games. Like yeah. it's not a cake no. I mean these these enemies, the kimono, are definitely difficult. Um, you know, I definitely died a few times figuring out how to beat them and whatever. Um, but it didn't feel as like punishing where, you know, and in this game also they definitely do want you to play co op as well. Um, because you can actually uh, you have a moment when you're, when you're uh, I didn't get to play co-op. This is from reading other stuff that if a character dies, that's playing with you, they have a moment where you can revive them. Whereas if you die by yourself and you're wasting one of your three lives that you have. So yeah. that's something that you gotta like go through as well. If, if you want to play by yourself, you certainly can but obviously just like monster under it's better with friends i just i love the like building stuff part of it as far as just like adding a different element than just like okay we got to figure out the strategy of how to beat this like this allows you to have a different type of strategy that you can do by yourself and then also like the monsters themselves obviously have their patterns that you go after and and try to figure out they have a lot of fake out ones that they do Uh, So, and like, um, I think if you're watching the video, there's this like umbrella katana thing that's like awesome to use. (laughs) So I would recommend people using that. Uh, If you, if you're starting out, it's a really great like weapon that it's one of the first ones you get. So uh, I don't know. I, I like, I wouldn't say it's like the best looking game out there, but it does its job. And like all the different things that you can do in it. I think it's definitely one of those, like the fact that they're adding in free updates and adding in free stuff. I think that will get a lot of people playing um, and maybe sticking with it longer than if you had to be paying for DLC constantly when it's a new IP. So yeah. Um, I don't know that I would buy the game necessarily because I got, you know, other things that are coming out in this week that I got to buy but if you're someone that likes these games and you have the money to put down i definitely would recommend it yeah Um, i think you're gonna enjoy it for sure um i don't know how much interest you have i know you like no i saw
1: a few trailers i mean it looks okay but unless i had like yen's playing with me or at least someone else then probably forget it
0: (laughs) right yeah um i mean obviously the online works way better than like the Capcoms. It, it. It. it couldn't work.
1: <laughs> it couldn't work, you know. Worse, you know.
0: It's, yeah, but yeah, that's my my thoughts on on those two games. Uh, have you been playing anything else besides For Broken?
1: I mean, I played too, most of Super Mario World when I didn't have power for a, a day. <laughs> but that about hey,
0: that's about it. Hey, that's one of, it's still one of our favorite games ever. So
1: yeah, it's still great. Yep. Nah. Holds up.
0: I kind of i I feel like. I uh well I think you have it right the Super Mario Mar- uh Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Have you tried playing any of the that Super Mario 5 or whatever that that no. guy made? Nope. Uh yeah, I heard that that's like almost just like having another Mario. Okay, um, cool. Like I yeah, if I were you, I would like download it cuz I think that's it looks really good. Every time I've seen everybody talks about it so that they uh enjoy it. Like they yeah. wish that Nintendo would have made it themselves, but um, yeah. So let's go on with the news here. Uh, so, Mark, how <clears throat> how excited are you about there being a new Civ game happening? Uh,
1: moderately. Uh, I really like Civ Five when it first came out, and they added DLC, which kind of added, like the changes. And then I played Civ Six, and I really didn't like that one. So I guess we'll see.
0: <laughs> Why? Okay, so I think I remember this. I think we had Daniel on the pod at the time as well, and I think he wound up like liking a lot more than you. And I can't. What was it that like you didn't necessarily like in
1: Civ Six? Uh-huh. Uh, they basically wanted you to have like just one main city and kind okay. of just expand that out slowly. But I always like those games when you have, like, multiple cities and you manage them all at the same time. So, like, you can have, like, one focused on research or one focused on production or, you know, economy or something like that. And you really couldn't do that instead of six. I mean, you could to an extent, but it really was pared down from what it was in, like, the, last, the past two games. So you just had this, like, huge-looking city as, like, your main city, and that's about it. You have, like, one or two satellite cities, and that's it. And I also don't like the over-reliance now on, like, religion in that game. Like, it just feels, like, tacked on.
0: Uh, so why would you need to be reliant on religion in the game? Well, I mean,
1: not, re- well, like, uh. they just, you know, the AI will just, like, keep converting your citizens to, you know, their theocracy or their religion. So you just keep getting these constant notices, like, oh, a prophet has come to your city, or, you know, a, you know, shepherd or whatever. And converted more of your citizenry and it's like I definitely wanna turn this off. Or, you know, I don't Yeah, right. I don't care that much. I mean
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's still Civ Six is still more or less okay, but it just I, I just think Civ Five is still making a much pure, uh focused game, you know?
0: Uh, so you hope that it goes back to like yeah. what you liked about Civ Five.
1: It'd be nice, yeah. I mean, Civ Six still got like good reviews, but yeah, I just think Civ Five was better, you know?
0: Uh, I mean, as somebody that likes their games and you like XCOM and, and all that, I mean, what do you think about the changes that happened uh, at Free Access? Basically, they announced this and then also announced that uh, some major parts of uh, Free Access are leaving. So, like, XCOM director Jake Sullivan and studio head Steve Martin are leaving uh, Heather hazen is now going to be the fewaxiss chief operating officer uh to replace martin um Jake solomon basically said that he left on good terms uh, you know that he that could happen
1: yeah yeah I mean I guess we'll see with the next game i mean if, if the changes are good or bad i mean i mean it's probably too late also i mean we'll but I still have relative faith in that uh studio they just need to kind of like they seem to like want to nickel and dime people a lot of the time, and I don't know I if that's good or bad.
0: I mean, I don't know that that's that's two K in general, right? Yeah, uh, it's I not mean, like
1: microtransactions per se, but they you know they release a bunch of DLC for their games. Uh, right. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. That's kind of the problem. Or like that awful XCOM two or that XCOM
0: like, uh, Chimera thing.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. He got me a code for, it and I was like, that was yeah. terrible. <laughs> And even I knew XCOM like, too, like, wasn't as good as the first XCOM. So, right. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, maybe some new blood will help that studio out, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, that's true. Sometimes you can have those executives around too long if they're not producing. Yeah. And when you're not ready to pull the, it, say, okay, let's, let's switch things up here. And it's all the other of Some people want to leave, you know, that they don't want to receive a demotion or they don't want, uh, to to change what they're doing most, so they just go, okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll head out the door. Um, A lot... There seems to be a lot of talk about Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, kind of I didn't having, play that.
1: I don't think you did either. No. Uh, that game kind of threw people for a loop, because I think they were just expecting XCOM Marvel, but they got uh Marvel playing card game instead. <laughs> or, you know?
0: Right. Like uh, there was... Goes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that like that game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it got, it got good reviews. Like,
1: I'm, I, I can't crap yeah. on it or anything, but I mean, it's just like, I wouldn't say it's deceptive like advertising, but it's just not what people expected or I think mean, wanted, like per se.
0: Uh, I've also heard a lot of negatives about the writing uh, as that's well. That, that that's not great. I, also, coming out December second, maybe wasn't
1: right. The it best decision. For, like, most. <laughs> game of the year stuff or you know people tend to have a cutoff point like like december 1st
0: i think yeah i think it's not only the game of the year i think it's for some people that are also like looking at it and going okay it's a marvel game but it's like well black friday already happened uh you know do we have a budget to buy some more games is this going to be on that list and then you know i, I think maybe you didn't Like you said, you didn't have enough people playing it. So like if you have like a buyer's guide come out or people recommending games, that's towards the end at that point. So you don't have people going, oh, man, you've got to play Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh, I just started playing it like a week ago. I I don't know what to tell you yet. You know, so that does make a difference when you get around the holidays. Like what games are people playing to be able to say, "Okay, I definitely tell you to play this. Right. You know. Uh, You know, word of mouth is still important, even though we have all these different marketing vehicles out there. It does help when your friends tell you, hey, man, this game's great. Go play it or something. Yeah. Well, we go from uh, free access having some uh, troubling times to another company, Blizzard, which never seems to get out of its own way. Uh, First of all, I should note that they did have some good news, uh, at least. Or, well, you hope it's good news when we finally get to play the game. Uh, Diablo 4 is getting a pre-order beta and a beta for everyone uh, towards the middle, late middle of March, uh, towards the end of March as well. So uh, this was during IGN's like Fan Fest thing that March 17th through the 19th, uh, you're going to get a pre-order beta. So if you pre-order the, I think it's like the ultimate or I don't know exactly which ultimate and, and some other version of the game. Uh, You get that beta that's only for those players, and then everybody starting March twenty fourth to the twenty sixth is going to be able to play the beta of Diablo four. It has no time limit. You can get up to level twenty five, which includes the prologue and most of the first act. And they don't specifically say if the what you do in the beta is going to carry over. Probably not. I I doubt it because I'll
1: probably just wipe the server before they launch.
0: I'm, yeah, sure
1: some, I'm sure some exploit will be found in the beta testing that will make someone like god tier or something. So,
0: yep, you're right about that. That's exactly what I was gonna say. They always find some kind of thing where they have to wipe it anyway, even if they do promise it. So, uh, oh, and well, and if you get the ultimate or deluxe version, you can also get early access to the game on June 2nd, uh, yeah. which that's pretty typical for games nowadays. So, hey, buy it, you get to play the game like three or four days early. Uh, so. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to want to play this uh Yeah, this if I
1: can, I'll try to play it with the end, but if not, I'll just play it by myself. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, I I know I'm going to, well, on PC, I don't know if I can uh, do it. I don't know if they're going to release it on consoles or it's just PC only. They haven't really said, have they? No. Is this going to be on fi- PC? It'll probably be on uh, PC only. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not even going to try because every time I try to play something on a PC, <laughs> it doesn't work. You know, better uh, if, than I do, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just I don't know what, what it is like, even if I do that, um, that thing where I use the NVIDIA processor, um, if it's not like 2D, it doesn't it something ends up happening where it doesn't run. Right. So I, I kind of gave up on on that unless I'm playing like on through the X cloud or something. But either way, that's cool that that is uh, happening for everybody that's excited about Diablo. That's definitely going to be a big game releasing in June, towards the beginning of it. And unfortunately for Blizzard, uh, they are one of the few companies that—well, no, I guess not few. There's a lot of tech companies now that have decided to go. Oh, hey, you—we're not—we're going to make you stop working from home. By the way. I-
1: that's only uh, part of their problems so, though yeah. yes that's well no, but that,
0: but that's part of the problem, but the it's exacerbated the whole reducing their profit sharing uh which is that's pretty crappy when you tell somebody, "Hey, you're getting uh this much from your bonus no, no, and then it, it's yeah. crappy
1: when they go, oh we had we had one of the best quarters ever now here's fifty eight percent of your bonus, so, yeah. How does that how does that work?
0: <laughs> and then the word, the other part is like Mikey Barrow's like, if you think that we're all just making the executives are the only ones making money here, you're lying to yourself. You guys are also making money here. Like, yeah, this, it's is, like,
1: this is all during basically like a QA where they already had the yeah. questions like pre selected. So like no one was asking questions because the, the the question would have been, okay, what's your bank budget or what's your bank account look like? Right. And then he would just walk off or, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't actually say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like you said, their operating income and sales nearly doubled at a staggering 90% due to Warcraft, you know, WoW, Overwatch, and Diablo, all joining any more than a hundred million in net bookings, uh, which that's people playing the game. And that's, it's crazy to me that that's what you're going to decide to do. And then, uh, then when you they look at like, oh, well, it's it's affecting executives too. We're losing. Well, what about the people on the bottom tier, right? Like right. the QA and uh, – Well, according you know, to
1: him, QA huh? isn't a long-term job, so who can screw them? Who can
0: yeah, them? Yeah, like QA is the McDonald's of of gaming uh, development. Like you should not – it's like the same people that they go, well, we can't give – mcdonald's workers 15 dollars an hour because you shouldn't want to work there it's like well what about the people working there now that this they don't really have an option to work there whether they're whether they're too old or they're young uh and they haven't really gotten past high school yet or whatever like uh, everybody has to make a living wage at this point like uh it's very difficult for you to live by yourself in a good area anymore like you need to live with people whether it's your whether it's your, you know, young adult kids, whether it's your, uh, you know, other family, like some, everybody's got to keep, got to be making some kind of money. So yeah, they're making somewhere between 14 to $26 an hour, you know, and whatever, but that's not considered. That's not looking at, well, look at the chief of staff salary, which is like upwards of $270,000 a year. I mean, that's a big freaking difference still. And when you take 58% of that bonus, that's not a joke, you know? So, I just find it, again, always tone deaf when we have these stupid conversations about executives saying something like that. Uh, granted, it's not my money, but still.
1: Well, I mean, it's just uh, going to introduce like even more brain drain at Blizzard. Like they have this Blizzard, like you know, Blizzard and like Bioware and a few other developers have this like real mentality of like you should feel honored to work for us, right? Or you know, or, you, know you you just sacrifice us for for your job and it's. I mean, at one point that might have that might have been right, or it might might have been more accurate, but not anymore. Like Blizzard hasn't had a good a good launch since like StarCraft two. Yep,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, so I say, uh, you your it's not like your stock is like great right now. So I, mean,
0: yeah, I yeah, I think also like when you look at it from the work from home perspective, that adds cost to people. Yeah. Right? So like now you're commuting. Uh, so for me, or, like when they announced it now i'm having to drive 45 minutes to work before i was just going into the room and right. turning on my computer you know so also uh, like
1: i think there was like one or there's like some overwatch 2 i think a voiceover director or some maybe a writer yeah. i think that was it And he was like i i've never worked at the company or i never set foot on their, their campus because i've always been work from home he right. was like, i got tired two years ago like why exactly the fuck, why the fuck should i have to move out there and, you know, go to their office when I can easily do my job at home. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's just it's that it it's the whole like, oh, well, we don't want to have to pay you this and we don't want to have to. I mean, because also there's that whole depending on where you live, you get paid, you know, what not not just where you live, but also, oh, well, you don't have to commute. So we're going to cut some of your salary and whatever. So uh, there's a lot of logistics also, somebody's got to pay for that office that they all have. So. That's the thing is like, uh, if you yeah,
1: you know what's what's more costly, like the whole working from home or working from office. And it's like working at the office is more expensive because you have to take care of the fucking building. You know, like get rid yeah. of that, and that'll that'll free up some money, or you know,
0: right, like that whole uh, oh we're gonna pay to move you thing uh, that I, like I saw Walmart was doing because they cut like three of their. Uh, warehouse hubs or something it's like yo i mean they were doing their job from home just fine like why do they have to move uproot everything we're not talking about just like oh we're the it's this single guy in his 30s is not doing nothing we're talking about people with kids families we're moving them to another whole location sometimes it's like another city but even that that's different for them. You know, your kids are going to a different school, uh, different logistics around where you, where you're going to lead living, all that stuff. I mean, it's just insane sometimes, but these companies don't, I get it. It's all about the bottom line and, and whatever, but uh, it just feels like it's never about the worker.
1: Well, you know, what's going to be more classy is when all these people leave, you have to hire up new people Mm -hmm. and, you know, get them get them on board
0: and wait. oh oh yeah they, they're they already talking about they're making uh adjustments for how many people are going to wind up leaving because of this and then how they're going to hire more people and you know I, I get it that there's a problem sometimes of like certain positions you can't hire they can't work from home or they can't yeah, it, it's yeah. not it's
1: not a factor of like everyone needs to work at home i mean there, yes there are like some leadership positions or some more in-studio Positions or in office positions that you do need to go to, but those people have probably already been there for years. Yeah, exactly. So they're like used to it, or right? You know, who cares?
0: Yeah, or them moving is not as big a deal as you know QA tester number five that has yeah. way less money to move. it's funny.
1: Well, it's funny they're bitching about QA tester because like most of their games have been buggy as shit.
0: Yeah, that's like Overwatch
1: two didn't launch launch right. Uh, Diablo three. It was a disaster when that launched. Yeah, I mean, StarCraft and, and, and more or less OK, I guess. But that's and then it. they're trying
0: a union bust at that. Yeah. So, you know, that's not helping them either. Uh, it's just it sucks that we're either talking about the Activision Blizzard merger thing or we're talking about this. And I definitely think that when you see uh, I saw a report, some company uh, uni, I think is Asking these, uh, the CMA and all of them to consider the actual workers as well when you're yeah. thinking about striking down the merger because that actually is a positive part is that you're going to get this these workers under a better work environment, uh, which is much better for them in the long run uh, if they could uh, definitely get that going for sure. Right. Um, moving from there to talking about I guess, sales, not just, uh, or, or ma- making games along with, but maybe in a much, perhaps, uh, hopefully in a much better environment. Uh, Lars Wingfors, the CEO of Crystal Dynamics and Idols of Company, Embracer, says that Crystal Dynamics and Idols Montreal are going to make five AAA games between now and 2028. That uh, is
1: optimistic, and crazy. Yep. Mainly because Embracer is yet to make a AAA game in the first place.
0: Yeah. I mean, did Embracer he, as is, right? Embracer as is. It.
1: This is totally off-subject, but did you see the Saints Row news? Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a few days ago. That game cost $100 million to make. Wow. And, suffice it to say, did not get $100 million in sales.
0: <laughs> yep, definitely not. That's, uh, and they keep you know, acquiring companies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So I supposedly mean,
1: that but, is that is a triple A AAA game one every year. Uh, right. Crystal Dynamics has never had the fastest track record, track record when it comes to gaming. Like they're working on Tomb Raider. They're working on.
0: They're Fable, helping Microsoft with. Um, no, not Fable. Uh, Perfect Dark.
1: Okay. Uh, and aren't they working on the Indiana Jones game or no?
0: Mm, that's uh that's Bethesda. Yeah.
1: Okay. I know they're working on like one other thing as well.
0: Well, I mean they just got done like wrapping up Avengers, right?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't count. Uh, that's not like a uh, new game.
0: Right. Uh they could be working with uh another company as well at the moment. Um, but the whole point is here that asking them to do this when look at the tracker Shadow the Tomb Raider. Marvel's Avengers, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy are the three games that have come out if we're looking at a five-year span, right? Uh, Now, definitely, obviously, this is under a different publisher. Uh, We don't know how far in development some of these games are, but still.
1: Yeah, I imagine, like, not that far. I mean, I guess there are games that are really hidden like that, uh, whatever, that... Rhythm game, the Tango Works game that you like? the High oh, Five Rush. Fire Rush. Or, uh, but, like, you think some, something will leak out from now about one of their games.
0: Well, but, like, okay, even knowing, okay, they're working on Tomb Raider, yeah. right? Uh, they're working on Dark. Uh, Supposedly... Well, Crystal Knights is working on Perfect Dark with um, the initiative, I think it is. And yeah. then you have Idols is supposedly working on a D- Dose X. Yeah. And perhaps might be working on Legacy of Kane We don't know. Uh, and then we don't know what the other game is. Right.
1: So it'll, it'll be a, a revival of Gex.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, like the Tomb Raider game, who knows how long that's been in development. Uh, these other two games, like how far along did they really know about this merger or this acquisition that then allowed them to just like... Move shop from a one studio to another, and then okay, now you're owned by Embracer, but keep doing what you're doing, whatever. Like, that seems like very optimistic at the most. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, considering their track record of either you come out with games too early, or you get Dead Island, which keeps getting delayed, or now it's coming out a week early to avoid Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, so I, I just don't understand why you even I mean, I get this is for investors, but why would you say this? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I don't I don't see it happening, first of all. like,
0: Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they're also saying that in addition to this, they plan to release a total of 31 AAA games by March 31st, 2028. Five of that is from Crystal Dynamics and Eidos. Eight will come from Gearbox Entertainment, which, you know, it's not just like the Gearbox games. They also publish right. things uh, like that uh, game Blanc that just came out last week. And then 11 from Saber Interactive, six from PlayOn, and one from THQ Nordic. Well, that's because THQ Nordic has like had a lot of games released recently. But, yeah. Again,
1: I, I mean... <laughs> again, if you looked at, like, the whole of uh, Embracer, like, they've maybe had a handful of AAA games, like, mm-hmm. and even that is questionable. Like, I, I would say, like, the only... I haven't played it, but, like, I guess that Borderlands Magic game was okay. Right. But, that's uh, the Tiny it. Tina? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, their output is not great, and everything, every time they try to, like, oh, this is our next AAA game, like, to Row, or, like, Destroy All Humans. It's like, yeah, they're nuts. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like it's, like you said, a lot of hit or miss, right? Uh, Seems like, and it's usually very mixed reviews as well. Like, even Spongebob, Cosmic Shake, which came out at the end of January, that had mixed reviews, too. There's a lot of people that liked it. There's a lot of people that, you know, didn't care for it all. So. It's never a consistent like oh let's have a critical awesome game that everybody loves from Embracer like yeah, it's not really that's the case right it's and even well, if if it it is, is, here's they, these middle you know, tier the
1: year, games even that yeah. Tiny Tina game like you still attribute that to like Gearbox not Embracer you know it is just own uh, Gearbox at this point so they didn't screw right it but up. they
0: get to tout that that the right. Gearbox is making this game like uh, I mean also uh tales from the borderlands right as well and, the, the most they didn't even, one.
1: well they didn't even publish Tiny tina though so
0: yeah that was 2k right uh yeah so i mean 2k owns the the publishing rights to the the borderlands franchise gearboxes has the rights to all the i think the smaller stuff like the indie stuff that they write like um, so, and crap
1: like that oh uh, yeah
0: things like that exactly but
1: again like so with that said, I didn't know they didn't make they they didn't publish it. So like, yeah, and Bracer hasn't had one AAA game, let alone thirty one or whatever the fuck they think they're gonna make. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's like that whole Microsoft the thing Microsoft's going through right now, right? Just because you buy a lot of studios doesn't mean that they're all gonna be able to make a lot of things. I mean, you've had right, uh, I can't think of that Obsidian that's been awesome for yeah. them Right. And that's
1: their only one. Really. And they're I mean... the
0: one that's been consistent outside of Playground, uh making Forza Horizon or, or whatever. I, you know. And then that's that's this franchise that they know that they they've been working on consistently for a long time. So of course they know how to do that well, right? right? But I mean, when you look at all the other studios that they have acquired, they're making some interesting stuff like Hellblade Two or whatever. But okay, when is that going to come out? You know. Yeah. What is it going to be like when it comes out? Uh, even even, well, even yeah, Bethesda has been kind of hit or miss sometimes.
1: I mean, that game, that Hellblade 2 will come out, it'll probably be a pretty good critical hit. Right. But I don't think it's going to be a, a big commercial hit necessarily. It's not going to be like 6 million copies sold or anything like that. Like, I'm sure well, if that I mean, game it, sells 1 million copies, they'll be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know so much about sales. I think, will it be this big game? that people were talking about alongside let's say you know because this is the closest thing they have to say a god of war or horizon that like third person narrative game right right and no uh, yeah it's not so i mean it's also a different kind of game like it's, well, so it's just like, like, more doc- like psychological yeah it's
1: like four or six hours or you know whatever which yeah. you know god of war even if you like mainline that game still takes you about 15 hours or 20 hours
0: right yeah, uh, this is something we're obviously going to be monitoring because the Embracer Group is going to keep making games. They have all these studios. Um, will they whether ever not, have a big tri- AAA release? Yeah. Whether or not you want them, they'll keep yeah, taking- what, what, exactly. <laughs> whether you not want them, uh, we're going to be here because they they need to ha- have them come out and and do well or do decently. But hey, at least uh, Sega doesn't have to worry about Sonic Frontiers because apparently that game exceeded expectations. Uh, on sales and even though you know it pulled a 69 to 75 on on metacritic or whatever it, the fans loved it so much mark loved the crap out of it um yep. so you i told you this and you're like doesn't surprise me yeah but i mean it's they finally, still...
1: made a, they, they finally made a good one so
0: <laughs> and they also did drop it on a sale right uh on black friday which helped a lot I think too, but then they've also, but like they said, they have raised the price back up and people are still buying it. So that's good. Again, like I said, you know, with another topic that we brought up, word of mouth matters. Uh, you know, whether, whether you are thinking about like having somebody tell you, Oh man, I know all these other Sonic games have been bad, but Sonic frontiers, you definitely yeah. need to go play that. You know, fool me
1: thirteen uh, times, shame on you. You know, fool me fourteen <laughs> fool me, times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, they did say they are going to make more two D Sonic, so I guess that's a positive as well. See, yeah. the
1: way they screwed up Sonic Mania really kind of irks me. Like that game got was like legitimately good, and I think it did okay sales wise. And right. they told the developers to like, like the developers like, let's make Sonic Mania too, and they told them like, screw off. And it's like, what? What? Why? We're going to make Sonic the Hedgehog th- for episode three or episode two or three, rather. It's like no oh, one wow. wants your your games, you know,
0: <laughs> wasn't it more about that? They didn't want to pay them the money they were asking to make Sonic Mania. I mean, to... may-
1: maybe, but also like they're, they're worth it or, you know,
0: yeah, do like I, <laughs> like, I don't understand that when the again, like you said, the first one made a bunch of money yeah uh, and did well like, people loved it uh for the longest time it was the one thing propping up sonic as far as like oh hey you definitely should check this out yeah uh you know and then sonic frontiers aside from the movies obviously which that has really helped kind of keep sonic in the stupid consciousness for global reasons right. but like this is cool i mean it's it's just one of those things like even you were skeptical because, hey, why not? You know, all these 3D Sonic games have come out and not been good, and then this one is finally a really good one. So, i uh, glad to see people rewarded with buying it.
1: Yeah, uh, so they can make another stunt. Don't, don't screw up the sequel.
0: Yeah, and like you said, uh, they're gonna try to, uh, I guess, make the se- the sequel bigger, better, and you know, whatever. Uh, are you, do you worry about that as far as like, okay, we're gonna try to make it even more than the first one,
1: yes, because I think they're gonna to try to make it better, but it'll make it worse, it'll have the opposite effect,
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know it'll
1: have like, oh, in this mission, you can play as Tails, or in this one, you can play as Knuckles, and it's like, no, don't do that. Like, they're already adding like a stupid new or a new playable character in Sonic Frontiers, like DLC this year, and it's like, you are like really yeah. missing the point, aren't you? <laughs> like,
0: people want to play as Sonic, even though. I think with the movies, you might get a lot of people that really want to play as Tails or Knuckles. Well, the problem with you know. those
1: games is you just you can't just play those characters like at Sonic.
0: Right. Like, they always have some yeah.
1: stupid gimmick. Like, oh, in Sonic Adventure, you, you can't play Tails levels. You have to like race against Sonic. And it's like, what bullshit is this? Or like, you know, yeah. as Knuckles, you have to find the Emerald Shards. And I'm like, who cares? You know? I can't just run along and, you know, just do knuckle shit.
0: Exactly, exactly. Like, do things that let us play the level and do sort of like a Metroidvania thing where, oh, but if you play as, as Knuckles, there's things that you can get that you wouldn't be able to get as Sonic because yeah. Knuckles can do this or that. or That's how the
1: old games were.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, but, 2D, that's a lot easier to do that way than the 3D. Right. But, you know... I'm not a game developer. I'm not going to start ad- requesting that they do this or that, but I think it would be a good idea to sort of implement and it gives it a like, longer reason to go back and replay the games, which that's always a plus when. Yeah. You know, are, are you going to check out any of this the free content updates uh, or?
1: No, I don't have the game anymore, but.
0: You know. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, when it goes in. back
1: on sale, I may, I may pick up like, a really cheap copy, but I'll go to World or. We'll see if it's good or
0: not. All right. Well, definitely. Um, Yeah, that's, again, promising that Sonic did well. Yeah. And not not branching out to, I guess, the sales in general. Um, Here we have the NPD for January, which, surprise, folks. Uh, PlayStation 5 was the highest-selling console. And then also you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, 2 was the... For the fourth consecutive month, the highest selling game. Uh, no surprise, folks. Again, every time we say we're going to boycott something, what happens? One Warfare 2 sells a bunch of money. Uh, good that Dead Space, the remake, is sitting there at number two. By all accounts, it's a really great remake. People love that. Um, and it might definitely be one that I will check out when there's a sale or if it comes to the EA Play thing yeah. by the end of the year. Um, I really enjoyed the first Dead Space original, so
1: I, I never played them. I played the second one a little on PC, and it was like I had all the DLC, so it was like really game breaking. So, I, uh, I played yeah, for like a half hour. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of dumb, and then
0: that makes a big difference there. Um, right. to have that, you also had uh, Fire Emblem Engage debut at number five, which I remember Nintendo doesn't do in digital sales, so that might have actually been higher if Nintendo gets off this. <laughs> Draconian thing that they do where they don't want to promote digital sales for some stupid reason. Uh, and Forspoken was actually number seven. Hey, considering all the crap that that game got, it's still sold. It,
1: it's not terrible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I'm I'm glad to see One Piece Odyssey make the top 10. So I was worried that that game would not do uh, extremely well when we look at, um, you know, usually how anime games tend to do outside of Dragon Ball for the most part. Uh the two things that kind of aren't surprising considering what has happened with them. Last of us part one went from thirty-six to eleven uh because of the HBO show. I mean, yeah. You have a great adaptation. What's that gonna make people do? Let's go buy the game, it's based off of. Uh we saw it with Cyberpunk, it's happening again with Last of Us Part One. And then of course you get the new release of the uh well, it got delayed, I think, to the end of March, right? The Last of Us Part One on PC. But you'll have that pretty soon as well. And then Monster Hunter Rise did well because why? It got new versions, PlayStation and Xbox, uh, the yep. PS5 and Xbox Series versions. And then, of course, the Series version is on uh, Game Pass. So you can go play that also if you want. Um, so, yeah, good for good for gaming. Uh, good to see those games doing well. And that's always positive to report on that you have that going on to miss all the other, like, layoffs and things like that. Yeah.
1: I actually did see a PS5 in stores recently, like just for sale.
0: Yeah, they did say that there's. I mean, they've had a, that ad campaign about, "Hey, you can go buy it now."
1: I mean, it was the yeah. expensive. It was a slightly more expensive model because had it was five fifty. Because you right. got a war with it,
0: still. Yeah, I don't think they even release it without a game now. Right. Because they want to sort of be able to say, "Well, you know, those are the reasons where we raise the price." You're not really going to be able to buy it for five hundred here in the u.s yeah. either so uh being said like let let's talk about uh sony for a second before we talk about some like live service stuff uh they did release their playstation plus extra and premium uh games for this month which you can actually go play probably the 21st of february i'm just going to say that uh we're recording this like the day before so all right i don't want to say people watching on video and then it's like hey go play right now nope not right now uh so the cool thing is if you have extra you can go play horizon and west so that means i will definitely finally check out this game uh the quarry is a game i've been waiting for because i uh, i love super massive so um yeah definitely we'll be checking that out resident evil 7 that's been on uh, even the regular PS Plus of 4. But if you haven't played that yet, go check that out for sure. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is a great game. You get Borderlands 3, Tekken 7, Ace Combat 7 is pretty good. Um, you get the two, uh, what is that, Tokyo RPG Factory games, Lost Sphere 9 and I Am Setsuna. Forgotten City is a game you liked a lot, yep. uh, Mark. And then, of course, the big surprise, PlayStation Plus Premium. The Legend of Dragoon is finally on this thing uh, after all this time of asking. Yes, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to actually go back and replay this thing. <laughs> I spent so long. I don't you
1: play, know. <laughs> you play it for like an hour and then go. This is really outdated. And then it's
0: like come <laughs> like back something else. I, not, not good. Yeah, you're not lying about that. Probably it might happen. Uh, but I have very fond memories of Legend of Dragoon, so. Uh, very glad to see it's finally on PS Plus Premium. Makes that premium worth it. Uh, Wild Arms 2 is also on there, which I, I enjoy that game as well. And then Harvest Moon, back to nature. Uh, back in the day, Harvest Moon was uh, one of my jams, so I'm there to rip Harvest Moon as well. I mean, I probably won't play that, but still cool uh, that we had uh, those, those games there getting added. So that's a lot of cool stuff, getting added to PS Plus. Finally, it feels like I wouldn't say finally, but it feels like there's a lot of good stuff coming in one month. That's that's always great to see. And then coming in a couple of days, I don't know if you've seen any of these. Uh, Mark the PSVR two. Uh, have you seen the reviews? Or?
1: Yeah, they're that's mostly it. okay. Are mostly yeah, like somewhat positive. But they, like the backward compatibility thing is a huge issue for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And it's just the price.
0: (laughs) The price, I mean, mean, it is, again, a higher-end VR unit. But I think also when you're trying to get people to buy something for $550, $600, uh, and then if you don't have the console, that's $1,200 most likely. So look at all that and go, man, that's a lot. What games are there? Oh, Horizon Call the Mountain? Is that game really, like, great mm, i don't know and then what else is there oh a bunch of stuff that i can also get on these cheaper things that are out there maybe there maybe it's not as awesome looking right maybe you need a uh you have to get the MetaQuest 2 or which is also wireless by the way you still have to use this wire for the right uh, vr2 but i don't know i think it's gonna be similar to vr1 you're gonna get a lot of people buying it uh, think, for like
1: a month or two and then getting thrown in the closet and forgetting about it
0: or <laughs> yeah or t- you're going to see a lot of people taking it back to GameStop and trying to get something for it and then GameStop has to stop taking it because uh, the, you know there's not enough people buying it to I mean, justify
1: going to the used game stores around where I am it's funny to see it. Like one store has like a whole a whole bin full of like Xbox 360 Connect it's like,
0: they're still allowing been- that to be sold
1: Oh, I'm surprised they're not like handing them out to people or, you know, if you want yeah. to take it,
0: you know. Well, because, I mean, for one, who has who has a system that can play the Connect right now, to be honest? Uh And then, <laughs> well, you do, but I am saying, like, I do technically, but I'm not pulling that thing out. To right. Play well, it's it. like, who
1: wants to play uh, the Connect? That's the bigger question. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people still have their 360s, but it's like, do you really want to play you know avatar wrestling or you know bullshit like
0: that like, <laughs> i i just think like to be fair i just don't it doesn't seem like it has this big game that I need to go buy it right now for right right like if you really looked at stuff for games which you know how many how many kids or how many um adults that aren't Big gamers are waiting for this thing to come out and go, man, I really want to play this. And I think it's like, definitely you're going to see sales because all the hardcores that want it, they're going to buy it. Uh, But I think the the people that are just PlayStation fans that are going around uh, just being assholes on people's reviews. Yeah, it's not helping. It's you're not really doing anyone a service by doing that. Uh, I get it that it's all about oh, I want to be all things Sony and PlayStation, and they all got to do well and everything. But it's like, listen, if if this thing does just as much, or or worse than PlayStation VR one, uh, I don't think that you're gonna see this like big support for it, you know. And it's gonna start trickling down just like we saw with the PSVR one, um,
1: or the, look, the PS Vita
0: yeah yeah, with the vita right i think it went up something like 16 million or something and then Sony, very slowly and then at times felt quickly was trying to sunset that thing and it's right. weird in an era where yes there's a lot of vr but like right now would be the time for PlayStation to come out with another vita like when switch is selling like crazy and uh, I mean, yeah, they've slowed down a little bit because obviously that system's old right now, but man, if they come out with another Vita, I think right now wouldn't be a bad time to do that just just please don't have uh proprietary memory cards that are overpriced Uh right. like you know, I know you like to make the joke about the xbox one, but I don't need the xbox one. I can just delete stuff off of it. The PlayStation Vita one, you actually really do. So, like, yeah, I just, it would be, it would be, it'd have been cool if Sony would have actually gave it a shot, but they're more focused on this VR thing right now. I hope it works out for them. I just, I don't know. I think the price and not having like a big game that goes, yeah, let me go play this right now. Uh, that's
1: that's the thing. Yeah. I think it's more the price. Yeah. And I think even also the uh, VR market has died down quite a bit.
0: Yeah, that too. I mean, there's a reason why Facebook had to raise the price of their thing as well, and then they just their whole division, the whole like gaming yeah, sort of division, like lost like 13 billion or something like that. Right, ridiculous number. It was like, wow, they, they,
1: can't, they can't just make games; they want to make like a whole like social experience. People, yeah, don't want that. Exactly. Like,
0: yep, people definitely uh, don't want that. But hey, if you're gonna get one please let us know with the comments, you know, um, it'd be cool to to have you on or have someone to talk about, like what your experience is. Uh,
1: you can get, you can get one of those Lost Haven guys on.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, I know, I know the uh, Outer Haven folks, there's some Outer folks Haven, that sorry, are,
1: yeah.
0: uh, some of them are actually thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I don't, maybe I'll, I'll talk to Keith about who's the one there that's going to actually possibly buy it. And we'll, we'll talk about it. But, yeah, that's it's definitely one that like I'm interested to see what the actual sales number one of being and what people are actually if they're actually going to play this. Uh, it seems like for the most part, Call of the Mountain is not that big game that is going to get people to buy the system either, but it's going to come with the system. So you I, know. I've
1: heard like the the review for that game I read was basically like the climbing is great, the combat yeah. is terrible,
0: but you can also just buy the climb. And it's well, the way there yet so <laughs> yeah you can buy the cloud another thing that's cheaper right. so uh there's that um speaking of things I guess that you won't be able to buy uh for much longer or well I don't know can you even buy it still uh, Marvel's Avengers uh their former creative director um, one of the, one of them <laughs> <laughs> well yeah one of them virtual Virtu so he helped develop it. So, again, don't know how many, if there wound up being creative directors. He said there was a challenging production for it not to become what it could have been. This is what he told Edge uh, magazine. He said um, the decision to end development on Marvel's Avengers just little over two years ago after launch, but he apologized for it. Nonetheless, it was challenging. I apologize for that. Uh, I guess for the game not being what everybody thought it was going to be, right? Um people were really hoping this would be the big like Marvel game that everybody's going to be talking about and it quickly wound up not being that at all. Uh, we've talked about that game a lot. It is, it's not great when you have a higher up dev have to come out and be like we're sorry that that game is the way it is. We're like, sorry that
1: game came out.
0: <laughs> it's like uh, I feel like that still is happening. It, it doesn't matter how much we're talking about you need to let the games like come out when they should come out. We're still getting like, um, well, I mean, I don't play PC stuff, but like wild hearts apparently doesn't run very well at all on PC. Uh, you had that problem with Forspoken for a while where they're like now doing a patch just now a whole year later, the Chrono Cross remaster is getting a bunch of updates after like it was not running well i think on switch for the most part and so yeah man we're still releasing not broken but games that can't be playable at launch and that's that's not great it's you know even in this era that we're in we're like we should be giving them more time because of the financial pressures we're giving them less time and it is still having this issue like um Marvel's Avengers also, and just another casualty of the live service.
1: That's that's thing. the thing. Like, I, mean, I I don't think Guardians made money. Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, they said that, it didn't. That
1: reviewed well, or you know, they somehow made a second one. I think people well, tried. To, try to it. be
0: fair, it made money. It just didn't make enough money for Square Enix, which we right. know how lopsided that is. Like, <laughs> sorry, go ahead.
1: But I I just doubt Marvel Avengers ever made money. <laughs> or I don't think they ever like recouped their budget,
0: yeah, if it would have made a bunch of money, we would have heard about it, right, like, right That's the thing is you didn't hear about people just oh man, I bought it Marvel's Avengers, and, and the thing was it again, it has like bad word of mouth, so people bought it, and then they were enjoying it for that first part, and then after it kind of came out, and they they were kind of slow to do the updates and then. Yeah.
1: It it's I mean, pretty telling that when when the news got announced a few weeks ago that they were you know sunsetting the game, a lot of people, including myself, pine for Marvel Heroes to come back.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you did say that. I remember we talked about that too. It's just sad. It sucks to see that um that's where we're at with uh with this game, to be fair. Uh and then another game that looked like it was gonna have long staying power. Last year, it was one of the most hyped and loved games and highest played games, uh, having a one-day rise to 153,000 on Steam, and then it had uh, like 20 million players that downloaded the game and everything. Now it's, from that peak player count, 99% drop in seven months. Uh not great. No, I trouble. mean to be fair.
1: You should mention what game it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh I'm sorry. Did I say I said multiverse I swear I said multiverses at one point. Maybe that's one of those things I So multiverses. Uh should mention that they did at least have five characters come out during season one or last year, Rick Morty, Gizmo, Stripe, and Black Adam. Then they had the rock Black Adam as well. Uh with the movie. And then this year Since November 15th, well, that's technically last year. Last year to this year, they've only had one character, Marvin the Martian. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's very different from, like, you're going to come out with five characters in one season, and then you only have one come out for an entire season, and then you're going to think people are going to keep playing the game?
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the game's not officially dead yet, but they're not working on it. Or, you know, they're not
0: yeah, they're going to release the season three at the end of March. They had to delay it a little bit. Uh, I mean, let's see what, if that revitalizes the game at all.
1: Yeah, it's like, do you think what? What do you think could help that game? Like to me, the only thing that could really help is like online tournaments or like yeah,
0: you know, exactly. going to Tur- Evo
1: or tournaments. You know, Have to be
0: talking about that game? Right. Yeah. And but, then also releasing more characters.
1: Yeah, or uh, like more stuff. Like it doesn't need to be characters specifically, but yeah new stages or like a single player or
0: unfortunately that's the problem with live service games right like the content has to meet the demand and if you're not producing the content consistently yeah or making changes to make people happy you're gonna get that um and then talk about like you know my daughter's generation of gamer uh gen z and and below the ones that are going to kind of come out that, they're usually playing not just one game. They're usually playing like two or three, four games at once in this same kind of vein. And the one that's not working for them, they stop playing it. They go to the one that is working for them. Yeah. So and then if that one that was working for them, no other friends are talking about anymore. Guess what? They don't play it anymore uh, or another new game comes out and that one gets forgotten. So that's the thing is you got to keep producing stuff and it's it's difficult even with warner brothers money behind it warner brothers probably with all this stuff going around with uh discovery and how much they're trying to cut down on expenses and everything else this has probably been hit by that as well think about that like um you know you produce five characters to one in one season and then you also doesn't seem like you're bringing up a lot of other stuff like you mentioned, you know, getting other con- other like modes or content or whatever. um, Yeah, that's that's not going to get people to keep playing your game, unfortunately.
1: I mean, Just, this is pretty old, but I think the old pinball arcade had the same problem. I mean, it wasn't free to play, obviously, but it was, you know. Right. They had, like, season one was, like, 12 tables. Season two was, like, 12 tables. And season two was, like, three tables. And then that was it. <laughs> then support died. Like, that was that was it period and it's like what happened
0: (laughs) yeah it's just crazy to me that this was the game for a while last year aside from elden ring this was like the game yeah that people talked about like and this this was like oh man look it could actually give smash bros a little bit of run for the money whatever hey they're gonna be releasing characters um it actually looks decent just looking at it from a visual standpoint. It's free. You don't have to you can pay for the characters, obviously, or the battle pass or whatever, but it's it's free to start for the most part. Um, you know, it's something that anybody can easily see it and just gravitate towards if you like those characters. So it's just something that they they had a plan here, right? Nintendo showed you the model. Right. And you guys like, but you also don't have the the gravitas that smash brothers has you don't have a character
1: i mean like marvin the martian is kind of cute i guess but ultimately like he's not mario or he's not
0: i mean but also like even even though they have those new looney tunes yeah how many people really know who marvin the martian is
1: right or like, like stripe the you know the uh gremlin it's like that's yeah sure i guess but who cares? Like, you know, to most people, they're going to like, what the fuck is this?
0: Right. Like the thing that also I mean, the thing that helps Nintendo a ton, right, is the third party right things now. It's like, oh, we have our characters; We can add another character from Fire Emblem or whatever. But like being able to add in the dream of Sora in there at the end, like what an amazing moment that was that like when you think back at that game, you go, oh shit, they added that character in there. Like, oh, they added Sephiroth. Oh, you know, like, wow. You know, it's just all those characters that are in there that you go, I can't believe that that character's in there. You know, it's just multiverses, I guess, could have that, but it doesn't have the the ability to, if it doesn't keep lasting. Yeah. Right. So that that's the problem, is if they don't rebound here, that dream of being able to get to the point where you could do that, is it's just not going to happen and it's going to keep dying slowly so or just pull
1: the plug on it very quickly (laughs) it's it's going online tomorrow
0: (laughs) i mean considering it's warner brothers yeah at this point you kind of have to worry because they are not slow at going hey that's it it's not making us any more money let's go when um, we can't really do the tax write-off, but we can sure stop from producing stuff for it. And then, of course, it goes offline because then nobody's going to play if you never produce anything for it. So Yeah. Unfortunately. Ah, and we get to this point um, where we talk about speaking of sales and people playing games and everything all in one uh, story – it comes from gamesindustry.biz, which was really early in the week, so I'm sorry if you've heard everybody talk about it at this point. Um, this is during the, I guess, stuff that comes out when we have this, the CMA and uh, FTC and all that with the Activision Blizzard uh, and Xbox purchase. Uh, Microsoft itself confirms that Game Pass, during the 12-month period that a game is in Game Pass let's put the caveat on that uh they do see a drop in sales uh and then also it's weird that he uses only one quote in the story which is from 2018 five years ago of phil spencer talking about forza horizon 4 on game pass you instantly have more players uh playing the game which is actually leading to more sales of the game uh, you say wasn't well, everyone just gonna subscribe for the ten dollars at that time right and now it's 15 if you want to get the ultimate and go play this thing uh, but no gamers find things to play based on what everybody else is playing um again, this is like f- from five years ago uh, but the actual quote that this is really taking from is in the stuff that they gave to the CMA. Um, when it talks about like Activision didn't have a really good look on multi game subscription services on any platform, which is why they didn't put their games in Game Pass or whatever. They believe that that severely cannibalized buy to play sales, particularly in the case of newer releases. Um, yeah. And, and also, uh, Microsoft doesn't give you the percentage of decline of what the game so hard that decline when they when a game hits game pass. Uh so you know, we have one person here that is not the biggest fan of game pass and then we have somebody that I'm talking about game pass all the time. So it's as the person that is not the I guess game pass defender. Yeah. Uh I'm waiting for your ha, 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 whatever as uh, my, my, my vindication. <laughs> not, I mean, it's not really vindication, but sure, go go ahead and tell me uh
1: it, it's a hey. good it's a good deal to consumers if you just want to play the game it's right. not a good deal to the people making the game uh and it's not a good deal to a like, collectors obviously which you you aren't
0: okay but, yeah which I'm not okay
1: like yeah I mean like would you rather like it's kind of like you know when you got Netflix did you get the DVD option like back in the day or no or it was just all streaming?
0: Back in the day, yeah, because I didn't know if Netflix was gonna
1: be well, they, around they, they, like that. Yeah, they didn't have it, uh, so it's like, yeah, I'm sure when you got that, like you stopped buying as many DVDs because it's like, well, right. As whatever.
0: Netflix started to grow, right, yeah. and Netflix at one point, like everything was on Netflix, right, right. Uh, and now, <laughs> now it's all just, oh my god, you got to subscribe to like 20 things to the point where I've had to make decisions about what I'm subscribing to when I'm not, like. <laughs> and you lose that content right so then you have to but see that the I think the difference is with with movies and especially music where music it's just like subscribe to Spotify and you get every freaking thing except for like the couple of places that don't want to uh subscribe to Spotify and then also you don't even have to pay you can just watch it on YouTube and get whatever song you want so um and I'm not trying to advocate for not paying for music you should I'm just saying that everybody has kind of been even whether you like it or not everybody has kind of Spotify, in an essence, saved music from going into an absolute complete nosedive. And then, then also you can say that the iPod and Apple Music did the same as well. But and in movies, in a way, it's just also like people just it's all digital, right? People wait for the thing to get to the streaming service. I'm sure Ant-Man is going to suffer the same thing where it's not going to do as well. Uh, it's I also not... It, you I know, ridiculously well actually (laughs) oh okay okay but but that's the thing like unless you're marvel or star wars like a lot of things or avatar or whatever which is also owned by disney uh so a lot of that is people just kind of wait for the thing to hit streaming if they don't want to go to the movie and especially now that now they're trying to figure out how to figure out a seating arrangement so they can charge you uh, depending on where you sit like we're at a sports game or something which is ridiculous but that's another topic for another day, really. Um, I don't think game gaming is ever going to be like that. I think you're always going to have the ability to buy your game. Uh, it might not be physical. Right? And at some point, we might actually do the same thing that we're seeing with movies and music where you do have to go buy a code or you do go buy points of your whatever console PC thing that you use and you so, go buy the game there. No, because right?
1: like I mean, just last week or two weeks ago, Microsoft had listed a bunch of 360 games for no, like th- some of them. Some of them there were like legitimate reasons, I guess, like maybe licensing. Yeah. but some of them were like, why the fuck is this getting delisted? Like Spelunky.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like what licenses in Spelunky or uh, like Blue Dragon. It's like what? Yeah,
0: I mean, so did I that actually happen, or did they, they? I thought they said that that was an error and they weren't going to do it.
1: No, the air yeah. was then saying they were going to take down this whole storefront. Oh, but okay, okay. there were, like, 20 games. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm not sure if they're actually down.
0: Okay, so they're not down. What it is is you can't buy them on the 360 store. No, no, you can you, buy them on can't. the Xbox One. No, menu. no.
1: You can't buy them at all. Well, technically, you still can, but it was like, these games will be due listed soon. Or they gave a, a date yeah. of, like, I think it was, like, the end of February or something. Right. Or may, maybe it already happened, but it, like some of these games were like, "Why is this getting delisted?" Or like, "What's what's the deal here?" Yeah. Uh, I, so I mean, see, that's also the problem is like stuff gets pulled from Game Pass.
0: No, yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's always going to be a way to buy your game, whether it's digital or physical, because your the games leave Game Pass. Um, PlayStation doesn't announce it, but games do leave PlayStation Plus. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil 7 is apparently going to do that in a couple of months or whatever. Um, And to clarify, whatever you were just talking about is on the 360 store only. So I bought Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey through my Series X, and I have well, it there digitally. W- I can still well, buy it. Well, yeah. you don't
1: need to buy it. I mean, you can, you can still play it. Which you can always play it but you just can't I mean,
0: yeah uh-huh. well i still have the discs actually for those but okay uh, you know but still like i bought well, they were on a sale for five bucks right i bought both of them on my series x so they're still there i just couldn't go buy them on my 360 which i i have but you know i'm not gonna go but like uh i know that there's some games right that that you can't uh, they're only on the 360 storefront right now. Yeah. But if you buy them on the 360 storefront, they actually appear on your Series X as right. compatible, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess my whole point in this is that I don't believe that Game Pass cannibalizes sales in the 12 months that a game is on there. No doubt it does. Because if I know a game is going to be there for a year, I don't really have a rush to go buy that game on day one.
1: Well, also in a How, year, you're just going to forget about it
0: that. And however, I will say that let's say like power watch simulator, right? That's on there. Uh, I do very much consider that I might want to buy that. Uh, Final fantasy seven DLC, even though I don't own the game, technically, uh, I might actually buy the DLC, to play the DLC because I care about Final Fantasy 7 and I want to see what that looks like, and I like Firewall Simulator, it's very, uh, it's a very soothing uh game, you know, when you just don't want to think about anything, put a podcast on and play that's a, a really nice game to just put on and forget about the world. But anyway, um, and why not do that listening to Final Fantasy 7 music? That's amazing too, but that's that's beside the point. Like, I think it does encourage you to buy DLC for the game because you're not buying the game. So if you want to buy something else for the game, uh, buy the DLC, support the developer that way. And then also when the game is going to get delisted for off of Game Pass, should know, there's, a, there's a sale right that you can also buy it off of there uh, as well. So it does encourage you to, hey, if you really like this game, it is leaving Game Pass, but you can buy it right now for a little bit cheaper price. Uh, then you would pay, you know, if you just bought it straight off our store. So, and 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 you do have like we just don't see uh, AAA developers really talk about it that much because by the time the AAA developers put their game on Game Pass, outside of like Outriders, which they did talk about it, uh, like say Ubisoft, other than Extraction, which that game was bad, which is why that game did not do well. Yeah. Uh, if your game is good, like Assassin's Creed they put their game on like way later. So at that point, nobody's buying that game anymore. It's just, you're just, it's just there to get you to play it. Um, I think it is a great, like publicity. It gives you great publicity. Like high fire rush would not have been able to be shadow drop like that without game pass. Uh, look how much people were talking about high fry rush and uh, people were like loving that game. It's a critical darling, you know? Uh, and then look at how well it did on Steam, because what if somebody also owns an Xbox but they prefer to play on PC, or they have PC Game Pass, right? You can play it on the PC Game Pass. Go, oh man, I like this game. I'm gonna go buy it on Steam. So I think it does make people buy it on their system that they prefer to play games on. Uh, Also, don't forget that you can play the games on the cloud. You don't even actually have to download it to your system. Uh, for a lot of the games there's some that don't work on cloud obviously so like I think that it does work in a way it's just we'd much rather talk about the negative aspect of well nobody's going to buy this game because it's on Game Pass well that's not necessarily true like
1: I mean I don't yeah here's the old here's the old here's the old logic I'm going to throw at you but you used to like rent games as a kid
0: right Went to Bloodbuster like every week
1: yeah, let's say you rented a game and you beat it are you gonna go buy it unless you like really liked it well okay let thing... yeah,
0: as a kid i don't have income to be able but, to buy games but i mean like right.
1: you're, not, you're not gonna be buying every game that you, you know that you rented or
0: right no no No. if it's a game that i really 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 loved
1: and they'd be like let, let's say like that's one of every six months right that's not and you play you know you rent 20 but, games
0: yeah but that's <laughs> the thing though like you said i don't have the income nor am i going to buy every single game that i play on there but it doesn't mean that i won't talk about it i won't enjoy it like there's just certain games that like you play them okay l- let's use the logic of buying something day one compared to buying something on a sale right there's yeah. so certain games that i know i'm gonna buy day one what you know if it hits game pass great if not I'm going to pay that or, you know, let's say Final Fantasy 16, right? It's, that's not going to hit Game Pass at all. I know I'm buying that day one. So, but let's say something like I'm still considering whether I want to try out Forspoken or not. I'm definitely not buying that at $70. Same thing here. If I really enjoyed that game and let's say I fell off, I've done this. I bought Nobody Saves the World like that, where I, the game was going to leave Game Pass.
1: So it doesn't. Yes, and
0: I bought it. Right,
1: you, you literally just said one example, like though, right. out of how like hundreds of games you played in Game Pass, and I don't really buy well, the because DLC.
0: some of them I don't I don't like that much. Where I was like, okay, cool, I played it, and it's something that I okay, I'm going to talk about on the podcast, whatever. But it wasn't something that like like okay, I just told you, right? If I didn't get a code for Wanted Dead, I don't think I would have shelled out sixty dollars for that. Right you know like i would have waited till it's but on sale
1: here's yeah the thing is you don't need a constant stream of new games either
0: no you don't
1: like but, i mean that, that's you know i, I only played Spoken. well i wanted to get the platinum because it's easy but I, I don't have anything else anything new to play right now
0: right no you hey, don't I'm,
1: I'm okay with that like i played mario world right. I have fucking ten thousand other games I could play. You know,
0: uh, no. I mean, you're not wrong about that, but it's the whole the same thing of why streaming services exist, right? Like, if you're not giving somebody something, whether it is actually new or not, if you're not giving somebody something new to them or something old that they played that they can play, like what? Goldeneye, right?
1: That's that's uh, the Netflix problem that they're having now.
0: I mean that's going to be a problem for years to come because that model is not going away. <laughs> so like, no, I mean,
1: I mean, you know, when Netflix first came out, they had something new every month, and they, you know, they were constantly adding new and old shit to their right. service. But now, you know, if, even if you like a Netflix show, it, it's better odds that it, that it canceled within the first two seasons, and right. their their uh, inventory of old stuff is always diminishing because all these other new services are popping up that. So, exactly. So, I mean, they don't have that problem with the Xbox because they're only the X, you know, they, I mean, EA has one and Ubisoft, but no one really cares about those, those ones. It's always just Game Pass. And they're right. tied I, into it too, so.
0: Yeah, like EA is tied into it. So, like, you know, eventually, probably, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, like Dead Space will show up. Uh, Jedi Survivor will show up. Uh, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go buy those games. Like, Jedi Survivor is one that, Depending on where the, the money is for me, that's like one of those on the line of do I want to buy day one or not? But, uh, also because there's other games coming out that month. Like again, I think it's, we got our number of games are expensive. It's not like even movies are getting to the point where they're inflating the price of, and they can, they do that. Why? Because especially a lot of the movies, you just, you pay less to watch it on the streaming service. Yeah. So like, Movie games is so different because people wanna own that thing eventually, whether it's digital or physical, if they really like it, they'll own it. If they don't if they don't care, Game Pass served its purpose of getting them to talk about the game, uh, giving it word of mouth, which it needs. But that's the thing. Your game has to be good. Like your game can't suck and just because it's on Game Pass, oh my god, let's freaking Look at Vampire Survivors. Yeah, like that game got huge. Well, oh, just game it was it was already big, and then game it's on Game Pass now. Let's inflate yeah. it more. More people were talking about it. Like, uh, you know, it's it is a great publicity driver for your game if your game is good. If your game sucks, then putting on Game Pass isn't going to do anything for you. Uh, and if you're going to say that Game Pass made it where nobody bought your game, well. Nobody bought it because it wasn't wasn't good. Right. Right. Um, I don't think we see High fi Rush's Steam sales go up if people aren't buying that game. Now, it didn't chart on the MPD or whatever uh, because I think there was a limit to the people that w- – we also have to kind of understand, like, there's still a global gaming audience here that doesn't pay attention to this every single day that doesn't even know they know there's a game pass because they own an Xbox series X or a series S or whatever, but they don't sit there and know every single game that drops on that service every day. Um, They don't like if their kid happens to see it or they do or whatever, like, again, they see it on that, that system and they play it and they go, okay, well, whatever. I played it and they move on because that's kind of how a lot of people are just used to consuming content now. You know, Uh, unfortunately, especially the younger generation, like my uh, my daughter's always asking me, um, you know, uh, hey, when is this show going to hit on this thing so I can watch it? And then, you know, she'll talk about it with me for a little while. And and that's it. And and I'm just like, yo, you know, you can I don't have this channel like you have to wait uh, for a while or you can go, you know, download it another way, whatever you want to do. But like it, it's the same thing of do we have the people that wait now for a game to maybe show up on Game Pass? Sure. But I think that's still not the majority of gamers. That's like the hardcore of the hardcore, like Xbox fan or PC Game Pass owner. Um I don't think it's cannibalizing this a huge amount of sales. Um
1: well, you can you can yeah. tell that they it's obviously doing something because they didn't uh they chose to redact that if it was like oh sales only cannibalized by five percent they'd be like who cares but if it was like sales sales are cannibalized by 70 percent," that's an issue
0: (laughs) right but it all depends on when your game is in there and we also don't know if they're only talking about first party as well or they're talking about everything that gets added to game pass um. also maybe they don't want to publicize that because they're trying to get Sony they subpoenaed Sony they're trying to get Sony to give them information so let's not add more fuel to the fire by uh, just you know
1: again by, though, if yeah. it was like a super low number it'd be out there you know so I think it's dramatic enough for them to not want it to be out there because it damages- Well, maybe it's
0: also a legal document and they really can't also
1: no, they're good. I mean, because they did react to that one.
0: Right. But, I mean, I agree with you. Is <laughs> it big enough, maybe? Sure. I'm not going to say it no. Right. But, like, yo, I mean, that's the thing. Is just, at this point, Game Pass is, uh, is the way that Microsoft has chosen to move forward. They're going with that whole monthly active users. They're going with uh, they don't talk about sales of their system or, or whatever. Um, Yeah. Whether they're not good compared to Sony, that probably is a reason, but they have chosen to go this route because game pass is what's bringing them attention. It's what brings them, you know, do I think they need to go harder on the marketing for their stuff? Yeah. I think Sony does a great job with their marketing as far as, Getting the John Q gamer, Jane Q gamer to care, getting your kid to care about this game, right? Yeah. Microsoft is very much okay. TikTok and Twitter, and I'm not saying that there's. Look, the younger generation. My daughter's all over TikTok all the time. Uh, You know, it is what it is. Like, I'm not saying that that's not important. I'm saying that you also need to like learn to speak to a different audience. But when everything you do is digital. When you comes to microsoft right they just had that uh we didn't even talk about it the whole controversy about whether Redfall is going to include a disc or not uh because microsoft this is like all in on this digital everything's digital thing so because why because it makes it easier for people to just go oh, i would just get it on gamepad why not uh i'll just i'll just pay the 15 see, to get, get game you know that's like, the
1: opposite for me i would either yeah. just buy the game outright or say Fuck off
0: I, I get you, but you're also a collector, right? If I want to play that game, even, if I want to play Redfall, even
1: like, if I, like, I'm not going to collect that game, but right. even if you know, I don't, I don't really care about that game personally, but yeah, I want to have, I'd like to have the at least, if I'm the physical object, then the object in my collection. It's right. the same thing as uh Goldeneye and the Switch and the uh Xbox, like, you can't actually own that game,
0: right? I understand,
1: and that's terrible.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and I understand that point. Like, I totally get everybody on that point. I never I never thought that that's a problem. Like, that is a huge problem. Gaming has a huge problem with caring about its legacy and its games. Like, Nintendo is the first one that when they feel like it, they will, they will make games available, whatever. And then they do stuff like Mario All-Stars, which makes no sense. And...
1: But at least it was like available yeah. to you know you could buy that right or, you know it was available like
0: right but it's still annoying that we don't have some kind of game preservation sure. thing come from all of these publishers and say look these games need to be playable right I, obviously some of this stuff is because they want to be able to get you to buy the game again which Nintendo is wonderful at doing right they just did it with Professor Primary Master uh you know all, least, all the companies one, did they that.
1: put in some work you know yeah <laughs> they
0: did do they did some great work on that and they gave it to you for a budget price which is not nintendo normally nintendo tries to upsell you on the fact that hey you're playing this game that you love to pay 70 dollars for 60 dollars or whatever um so i mean look what they did with the the mario all-stars those were basic ports those were not touched up or whatever right. and they made you pay 60 bucks for that so that being that i did you know, it is what it is. Like even PlayStation, I think, has started to adopt some of the, the Xbox, the Game Pass stuff. I think we're going to start seeing more bigger games from Sony start coming into this uh, earlier Uh than... I don't know that they're always going to wait a year to put in, say, a God of War Ragnarok or whatever. Maybe that timeline gets shortened a little bit. Uh, I think they're always going to keep people guessing because they don't want people to automatically feel like okay it's been a year that means i waited long enough it's going to show up right yeah. um but also their games get put on sale a lot so uh there is that too uh but i'm glad we got to have this uh debate and conversation here sure uh is there anything else that you want to talk about Where we
1: i mean last was again. good we even seen it so
0: yes i have not seen i i saw the one beforehand
1: Right, uh well
0: uh that that one was uh oof, the one for the uh the super Bowl week right that was something else uh I was still thinking about that for a while, especially the ending sure. um they did a great job with that, so I will say and they keep nailing it every time with this show, so we'll see uh how it goes so this is a big week for gaming. I talked about like this previous week, we had Other rhythm, final bar line come out, which I'm definitely getting that in a couple of days. Uh, I talked about wild hearts. Uh, One of dead came out. The shadow warrior three definitive edition is out there on game pass as well. If you want to go play that or you can purchase it as uh, a pinball FX game, which I'm surprised you have not.
1: I don't like the uh, pinball uh, FX series. So I don't like Oh, their... Okay. Yeah. Cause like, They, I mean, you talk about Nintendo, Nickel, you know, reselling shit. They do that constantly.
0: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, The Tales of Symphonia remaster, which is another game I have my eye on for like when there's a sale. I Um, heard that
1: that's not good.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: Like they screwed up the art style. Like they redid the art, but it made it worse. And they make like loading time a lot worse. And
0: it's like oh that's not great. This is Especially a because I wanted
1: you know, or yeah. a digital game. Like, what are you guys doing?
0: <laughs> Especially, yeah, and then maybe I might go for the Xbox version then. <laughs> so because yeah. uh, I, I have some of my other Tails games on Xbox anyway, so I might just go that route. Atomic Heart is coming out on Game Pass, and then of course everything else, PS5, PC, and then the other just the older systems, everything except Switch basically. Um
1: I've kind gotten of, kind of good reviews so far.
0: Right now, yeah, it's it seems like it's kind of dropping as the day goes on. But yeah, it's gotten some good and bad. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin is going to come out the same day, uh, so I'm sh- I know you're excited about that. I'm excited about it as well. Uh, I did play that combat demo. Don't use the gun in that game. It's not great. Um, yeah,
1: guns are never. I mean, they're they're passable in earlier Yakuza games, but they're not like fun.
0: <laughs> the the katana seems to be the best thing. The even the punching seems a bit slower, but I think that's because of this game, the way it was made. Like they don't. It's supposed to be of a, a different time, so I think they slowed down the combat a bit on purpose. Um, but maybe that's just me. I, I kind of felt like it wasn't the same as like Yakuza Zero or whatever. Uh, yeah. The whole number of PSVR 2 comes out this week and the whole onslaught of launch games. Tetris Effect Connected is getting stuff added to it, which that's cool. Um, glad to see that they're still adding things to that game. A uh, game Oof. that I know I need to see if Daniel wants to review this game, Blood Bowl 3. He's been like playing different betas and whatever for this. As time has gone on, he likes that series. Um, and Um
1: Oh, so he's the one.
0: Yeah, he's the one. Uh Octoplast Traveler 2 comes out the same day as Curry's return to dreamland deluxe the 24th uh, and then we'll have that dust 82 Lightfall, uh also um basically the same day we do the next podcast so pretty much getting into march here uh basically yep. we'll be pretty much there by the time we get to that uh next month so yeah get ready everybody we're almost getting into march but this week is a huge release for gaming i'm sure everybody has a game that they're looking forward to or want to play um yeah so until next time go check us out either on youtube on twitch go listen to the podcast uh go listen to randy and yens talk about the latest episode of the last of us or watch radlich and company review the ant-man quantum mania whatever you want to do it's there on the youtube channel w to never go subscribe or go find each of the podcasts you your broadcasting, chapter select, video games for the max on your podcast player. And then you can listen whenever we do an episode. So we'll be back on Sunday evening. Until then, see you later, everybody.